You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Entering the vicious circle. You are facing a fuel-injected suicide machine. I'm the man when I walk, the ground shakes. I am the master. Welcome to the Vicious Circle. Sid, how is your Sunday going? Great, man. Just had a big bowl of white beans with, they've been smoked, I mean, cooked this with smoked turkey wings and um, some barbecue chicken. Nice. Corn, corn. Shut up, Rob. I'm talking. Oh, sorry. Yes. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yes. Uh, cornbread and, um, what? oh, yeah, country fried potatoes and a slice of purple onion. Oh, nice. Sweet tea with lemon. Living big down here. Here at the South, they'll call that shitting in high cotton. That means you really got it made. It means your cotton was tall enough to crap in. You had a pretty good crop coming in, maybe two bells to the acre. Really quick about cotton in the state of Mississippi. Some sad news came in today. Charlie Pride died today. I hope that. Shut up, Rob. I'm talking. I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> now, of COVID-19, too, that's two of my favorite artists, Charlie, Charlie Pride and John Prine, a guy from Canada. You know nothing about again. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, that's tough. And one of his favorite songs, my favorite songs, he, one of his most popular songs was Kiss an Angel, Good Morning. Yes. So we'll say that to all the female listeners today. Uh, Kiss an Angel, Good Morning. And hug her like the devil when you get back home. Exactly. Uh, remember that, Rob? Absolutely. All right. So then uh, what else? I'll um, go back a little bit, uh, talk about some things I talked about uh, a few weeks, months ago. Jack Trice Stadium, that's the Oklahoma, uh, Iowa State program. Remember the first and maybe the only stadium in the country named after a black athlete. He was the first black athlete for the play for Iowa State. He got lost his life on the field after writing just a real heart-wrenching story, a letter the night before talked about how he threw his life on the field and um Iowa State in over 102 years is going to play for the Big 12 championship. Rob, did I tell you earlier this year watch out for Iowa State yeah. like that? Isn't that a great ending to a great story there everyone? Uh so maybe Charlie Pride would be happy about that, you know, after passing the COVID-19. Uh I went to the gym this week everyone. First thing I first person I met in the gym I haven't even told you the story, Rob. He lost his wife September the 15th to COVID-19. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's happening everywhere. Uh, I know no one wants to hear this stuff. Um, so what else? Um, 
Bob, you got anything good? I got a very cool hello. This is from Greg. He says, welcome, the master and ruler of the world, and Rob. Hey, thanks, Greg. <laughs> um, also, I was ask you, Rob, what is your opinion? Do you think this wrestling question thing is going anywhere? We don't have a lot of people really responding back about it. On the Thursday? Uh, yeah. We get, I, is, it, is it doing pretty good? Is I, everyone else pretty interested in that? It seems like it. Absolutely. I will throw it out there. Are you guys enjoying it? Let's well, we'll have some feedback, see if we continue it. Yeah, we'll um, continue maybe. Where was it? Uh, Andy Spooner here said, what's the music on your intro? Well, that for the show, it's called um, Unleash the Giants by Cemetery Spawn. And it's uh, by a good friend of mine, Michael Treblecock, from uh, a band called The Killjoys. When uh, Sid and I figured out we needed a new song, Mike stepped up and went, you know what? This is perfect. And it fits. It really does. You know, I don't know. I don't see other people's podcasts. It's not that I don't care about other people people's podcasts, which I don't, but um, care. Um, but I, I just love that music, man. I love our intro. Uh, um, I love you, Rob. I don't know why, but I do. Yeah, it's one of those things. Right. <laughs> I think it's awesome. Uh, oh, Andy here. May have to catch the replay. If I'm back before y'all finish, I'll let you know. Have a good show. Andy, uh, unfriend yourself and get yep. back with us. That's Goodbye. it. See ya. There's, uh, there's a, this Bachelor Bob, one of my favorite um, uh, disc jockeys on the Weevil, because he's been dead for about five, six, seven years now. Uh, he'd always call these little things that pop up electric letters. And um, that's one electric letter we didn't need. Okay. Keep it to yourself. There we go. <laughs> oh, Andy did ask this too. What does Sid drink during the podcast? Same pink cup every time. Shut up, Andy. Study <laughs> business. I went up to my face. Um, honestly, dinner. tonight, sweet tea with lemon. Sometimes um, liquid heroin. See, that's good. That that keeps you going, right? <laughs> yeah, it keeps you going, man. That's what makes me funny. Makes the heart keep going. <laughs> now, usually that or sweet tea this week. I think sweet tea last week. I was just on a tea kick right now. Um, usually it's fruit juice, sometimes water. Uh, who cares? Who asked that stupid question? <laughs> oh, you're going to love this one then. Here's Danilo. He says, hey, guys, thanks for Sid. Thanks for yelling at me last time. I'm in the mean gene category of people you screamed at to shut up. <laughs> Happy birthday in advance. Yeah, thanks, man. You fat, bald little oath. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Daniel Gold asks, question for Sid. Does he like soccer or football, as we call it in the UK? Uh, yeah, it's like uh, elephants. I like looking at it, but don't want to play it or own one. Does that make sense I'm, to anyone? I'm, I'm in that same boat with you. I, I went one year to a Catholic school, and I was – Forced to play a little bit of soccer. Um, I, I call it like a kickball, you know, with no organization. You know, give me a break. I don't know. Uh, Take it over the world. Jeremy has asked, what are your thoughts on the passing of Tommy Tiny Lister? Oh, man. I think we talked about it a little bit Thursday. What a uh, tough deal. Um, I just got the chance really to meet him. We were sitting next to each other an autograph signing Winston Salem, and uh, seemed like a really nice guy. Really nice guy. 
Yeah. I wonder, did anyone ever find out what he passed away from? I haven't been able to read anything on that yet. I'm going to double check here in a second. Uh, Jeff Allen, he was a, he's the lead singer of the band that played at the festival. He said, uh, rest in peace, Charlie Pride. My great-grandmother was personal friends with him, or so the family stories go. I inherited a load of her Charlie Pride vinyls, and I would love to gift one to Sid. Not enough people appreciate Charlie's music today. That's true. No, that's true. You know, the thing is, too, um, the Charlie Pride Highway, I go through it all the time. I've been going down through there since I was God, man, 12, 13, 14 years old, working on the farm down there. And um, now, it, um, yeah, I like old Charlie Pride. Oh, and Jeremy even said, since your birthday's around the corner, I want to take this time to wish you an extra early happy birthday since you're turning 60. Um, Jerry, you didn't have to put 60, so shut up, defriend right. yourself. <laughs> Unf unfriend yourself tonight for two weeks, okay? Oh, two week timeout. Yeah, Ooh. two week timeout. Two week. Internet Sid's getting vicious. <laughs> no, this that was real Sid that time. You don't oh, talk okay. about my birthday. <laughs> no, I'm how you know what? Honestly, I thought 60 would be a big deal. It really isn't like today at the gym. I'm you know, I was working out, doing everything I normally did. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try it and did it. I did a backflip. You did? No. But uh, <laughs> I can say that. Yes. You know, I told my uncle that on the phone today. He goes, he sits here for a while. He goes, you did what now? A backflip? <laughs> <laughs> I said, Jim, two old ladies there showing off. I said, what the heck? I just did a backflip. He said, you didn't do it. You didn't do that. <laughs> Let's see here. I got a question from where was it david there he is uh just watched the match where you dropped the belt to taker how was that match and the tombstone tombstone's real easy he really takes care of you that's for him i, I bet he could barely walk because of his knees um real quick um we i was before i forget we lost charlie pride i said john and john prime i'm not for sure about this i don't want to wish anything on anyone but <clears throat> I think we lost Jeff Arthur, and I don't know what to COVID yet or something. Uh, goofy, if, if Goofy can kill someone, um, I haven't heard from him in a week or so since he got mad at me about talking about the girls he liked. Um, if something has happened to him, we need to all throw up, throw in together, and get him cremated. Put just a little of his ashes, and I want all the kids to close ears real quick. His two favorite girls in his life was uh, Kayla Cleavage. And um, Chelsea Charms, um, even it probably won't happen, we'll tell him it'll happen. So, Jeff, if um, if you're not out there, if you are out there, don't worry about it, we'll take care of you, kid. We got you, we got you. <laughs> and, and so, if he if something has happened to him, we we need someone now to be president for Rob's fan club, right? So, that was so my someone, yeah, so, so sign up, and if um, Jeff appears, we'll put you as vice president, you two can fight it out. You know, lose or leave town match, something like that. You know, it'd be, be hey, that's a really, that's a hang, that's a cliffhanger. We don't know if the guy's dead. Uh, someone gets to fight over, you know, your fan club. Mm -hmm. This is our first angle of the vicious circle. I know. I like this. We, this I like good. this, man. This is, <laughs> this is better than some of the other stuff we've been watching. Uh, oh, Rory here said Zeus died of COVID, I'm afraid. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? And now he's accurate. I just looked it up. Uh, Lister was diagnosed with COVID-19 mid-2020. But it says here he overcame the illness. He became ill with symptoms similar to COVID-19 a second time in early December. 
Well, that gentleman, I told you, he lost his wife to COVID. It was um, COVID got her in the hospital. And um, off a ventilator, she was coming around from it. And she got something else that's like a virus that there's no cure for, like SARS, Mars, or something like that. I don't forget what it's called. But still, yeah, man, I hate that for the guy. You know, now I hate this because I don't really know his name. What is his name? Is Zeus. I saw Lister several times on the um, ticker, you know, in the news and things like that. Um, Stop talking about his passing away. I was like, who were they talking about? Now I know, yeah. Hate that. Uh, again, for his family, hope everything's okay. We're, our prayers are out to you. Well, here's the doctor. Dr. Stevel says, happy birthday, old man. <laughs> happy, happy birthday! I mean, thanks, Steve. Yeah, Steve. I don't know if Rob's told you, man. The other night when we did that broadcast, you really creeped me out. I didn't know that was you. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't the makeup, the beard, or something? I was like, it was the beard. It messed him right up. He yeah, said, it really did. Oh. Man, it's wild. Oh, here we go. Paul said, "Sid is still scary at fifty-nine plus one." <laughs> I don't know what that means, but thanks, I guess. Shut up. It under 60, right? Paul, yeah, exactly. Everyone's scared of 60. We're old people, and people are scared of old people. You might stab them or pinch them or burn them or something. You know, you never know. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jeff's got a good question. What is the worst question anyone has ever asked you in an interview, Sid? The last couple of questions. <laughs> there you go, Jeff. And, and this one, too. Jeff, no, don't defend yourself yet. Don't kick yourself out yet. Here is Lori. She said, Hey guys. Uh, yes, I've enjoyed the Thursday night wrestling talk. I'm watching AEW more than anything right now. And of course I always enjoy our music talks too. Sid, you always have great song recommendations. Well, thank you, Lori. Hope everything's well in Tennessee. We're supposed to get a little, maybe a chance to snow through here tonight and tomorrow. Snow. That's what right. Go, but I, I bet she's a little higher than I am, and anyone a little farther north, just a few miles right now, got a better chance of getting it. And for whatever reason, there in Tennessee, they got um, they have a little more snow than we do here in Arkansas. Well, we just recently figured out it's a year ago that was the last time I was down to your place. Oh yeah, and I still remember I came from up here to your place because it would be warmer, and it was actually the same temperature. <laughs> it is. Well, the last few times we've talked, our temperature's been about the same. Yep. Uh, Val says, happy early birthday, Sid. Oh, thank you, Val. Oh, here we go. Andy says, I'll be president. Yes. <laughs> All right, Andy. Yeah. Yes. Now we go. The only, the only requirements Rob have has is a foot rub once in a while. You know, it's minor. Yeah. Minor. Just an hour. Yeah. An hour foot rub, Andy. Danilo's got a good question for you, Sid. Have you ever been ribbed by one of the great ribbers back in the WWF, like Owen, British Bulldog, Mr. Perfect, or Mr. Fuji? Yeah, I think we talked about it. Kurt got me one time. He put a rat embryo in my toiletry bag. Um, I didn't really think that was a bad rib, but it was sort of gross. But he did it to a bunch of people. Uh, he was known to do that. But really, I never got ribbed, honestly. Um, no, no. Um, Oh, I take that back. It's a stupid rib. Um, Paul Bear one time ribbed me. Uh, we were at Boston Gardens. I'll never forget it. <clears throat> and uh, he put a pair of scissors by my bag, referring to the deal. This is why I just come back from my first time back wrestling from the deal with Arn. And so I said, okay. And everybody knew who did it. So 
Next set of t- next set of TVs. Uh, Steve Lombardi and Bruno. I gave him fifty bucks, and they shit in his bag. So, <laughs> you know, the rib was on him. You know, now I didn't rib people, but I pay people to do it for me. Well, you that's know, the best way. Then it doesn't come back to you. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that kind of stuff. Uh, oh, Doctor Stevel said here: if this were Chatham, then it would be a winner leave town match. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's mean. That's mean, Steve. Uh, Jeff, Jeff here said, this is better than most of Vince's angles in the last two decades. Thank you very much, Jeff. See? Uh, oh, even James says, happy early birthday. Thanks, James. And Philip also says that. Happy upcoming birthday, big guy. What do you miss about wrestling nowadays, and what was Warrior like to work with at SummerSlam 91? Was he hard to work as he got fired after due to money issues? Uh, you know, I was in that match. I think he's talking about I was the referee. Um, I didn't have to really deal with him then. Um, I remember remember working a match with him one time. It's just a regular house match of, I think, two days before I finally quit. He was telling me about some spot in the match. He says, double clothesline, double clothesline. I'll grab the ropes and shake them. I went, no, Jim, I'll clothesline you, send you off. You'll duck a clothesline and give me one clothesline. Then I'll powder you. Shake the ropes. He goes, well, the ultimate warrior, the star. I'm looking around. Is this really happening? And um, this is really it. This is a true story. No exaggeration. I walked out and saw Jack Lanza. I said, Jack, is it, you got to be kidding me, right? He, he didn't know what to say. I said, just tell Vince, get on your phone that you can't seem sometimes or some reason can't seem to get in touch with Vince when it's important. Just tell him this is my last night. And it was, you know, mm-hmm. that was enough to shoot yourself over. Here's one. Stuart said, hey, Sid and Rob, question for the master. Did you like the WCW Sid Vicious Millennium Man VHS they made? I don't think I've seen that. I don't think I have either, uh, Stuart. So send me one. Yeah, we need to see that. Excuse me. Uh, Dean here. There's our buddy, Dean. Good evening, Robin Sid. Another pleasant surprise to have the podcast on again. Well, yeah, we're here. Yeah, Dean, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, let me see. Oh, here's one from Paul. Uh, Sid, your leg injury suffered WCW was awful, scary. How's the leg today? Oh, wow, man. Why don't you just bring up about the time I shot myself in the head five times and lived through it. Um, <laughs> it was pretty tough. That was pretty tough. And this was pretty tough. To, no, it's uh, yeah. Let's just relive it every day of my life, Paul. Um, let me think of something. Tell us something about your life that's devastating. No, it's actually doing pretty good. I had a really good workout today. Um, then I stumbled out getting in my vehicle and broke my other leg. Is that what you wanted to hear, Paul? Does that make you happy? You'll hear something really ba- – oh, no, I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's doing pretty good. It's actually doing pretty good. Yeah, we've actually talked about it when we were doing our, our walks and stuff too, like the yeah. strength and everything. Yeah, I've, I've been really working on it pretty hard the last few months. So it's doing really good. Thanks for asking. But don't ask again, okay? Once. That's it. That's it. That's it, Paul. Oh, Joel. Joel here said my son Brett also has COVID, but he's recovering. Oh my God, Joe! I'm I'm really I'm I am sorry about that. How old is uh, the the kid? Yeah, how old is uh, how old is Brett? Yeah, where are you guys from, Joe? Okay, we'll oh. wait for his answer. Yeah, 
Jeffrey's got another question. Was there ever any birthday traditions backstage, either from the company or the talent crew? You know what? I, I honestly, I don't remember anyone ever celebrating a birthday. Very, I mean, I really don't. I don't remember people bringing it up. And we can always count on Steve for a good answer. He goes, why don't we talk about that time you stabbed yourself five times in the head, Sid? <laughs> there, there you go, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, that actually happened. So thanks, uh, Joel. Said well, you guys are batting. A, you guys are batting a thousand out there. What? <laughs> right? They're from Ohio, and he's twenty-one. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Joel. Well, um, we do hear Ohio really has it bad. Yeah, yeah. And luckily, I guess if you can say that, he's in that young range where supposedly they can come back really strong. Right. Uh, let me see here. Oh, James Jackson says, uh, you were my little brother's favorite wrestler growing up. Happy birthday, Psycho. Thanks, James. JJ. Um. And here's one from Daniel Gold. What does Sid think about his SummerSlam match against Davey Boy? It lasted six minutes. Why was it so short? Man, I'll be honest. I don't remember that, <clears throat> remember that match. Um it was a SummerSlam match. Got to be honest, I'm drawing a blank on that one, too. Yeah, I was only in uh, one, two SummerSlams. Uh, I really don't know, uh, da uh, David, uh, Gold, but um, we'll get, like, uh, the spokesperson for Trump, we'll get back with you, okay? Uh, yeah, it was SummerSlam 96. 96. Was it was it a tag? It was a, a tag, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, WWE started to heat up Psycho Sid for a bigger push in '96. The SummerSlam event saw him facing off against upper card heel Davy Boy Smith hmm. and his manager Jim Cornette. Wow, I don't remember that. I swear. No. And I remember the SummerSlam. Oh, I remember. I thought the SummerSlam, I thought with Davey Boy and I were in together was is me, him, and Ahmad against. Uh, three other people. Mm, yeah, I, I got nothing was, on that one. And that might not have been a SummerSlam. I just. <clears throat> God, I'm, I'm a blank on that. You stumped us, David. Okay, thanks. There we go. Oh, there we go. Dean's watching while running. He's on a machine in the gym. Where'd he go, Dean? Multitasking. There we go. Oh, here we go. And Andy's got a question. It'll get to our wrestling term of the day. What does I'll powder you mean? I'll powder you mean. Uh, I think that was in reference to when you were talking about Warrior. Oh, uh, a powder is like when a person just gets out of the ring for a second and takes a powder. It could be for a lot of reasons to, you know, give everyone a break or to go into another spot, you know, or something like that. But that's what, just get out of the ring for a second. I'll take a powder. I'm always curious where the terms come from because a powder, all I could think is like they're running off to powder their nose. Yeah. Uh, what are you, are you, you saying Coke? No. Uh, oh, no, I've never no, said that. I, no, I know. Uh, <laughs> I really don't know. Honestly, uh, take a powder. 
It's got to come from, I bet you it might have come from a slang, something they they got from the old Broadway days or something. Yeah. You know, take a powder, go back and take a little powder or something. Oh, wait. Take, that term sounds familiar. Just in, in almost gangster term. I'm going to look that up. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Get back with us again. You guys have really got some good ones tonight. Yes. Wow. Uh, Bobby Brown here says, happy early birthday, Psycho Sid. Hey, thanks, Bobby. Uh, Dana Law Caldwell says, hey, Sid, I met you in NWA, Roanoke, Virginia. How long were you in the Midland Atlantic area? By the way, happy early birthday. Uh, Roanoke, NWA. Wow, that was a while. Uh, it's, uh, I can't remember exactly how long, Dana. Uh, I love the Roanoke, Virginia area. It reminds me of my get, beginning days at WCW. All those towns like Roanoke, Roanoke Virginia, uh, Richmond, Virginia. But Roanoke seemed like we were there more often than any. But uh, good old Roanoke days. I love that place. Okay. So I looked it up really quick. Take a powder. The phrase take a powder, meaning to scram or vanish, is probably from the 20s. It was a common phrase as a doctor's instructions, so perhaps from the notion of taking a laxative medicine or sleeping powder with the result that one would leave in a hurry. <laughs> wow. Man. Uh, Rob, I don't know if I needed to know that or not. I don't know. I don't think any of us really did. But we, know, but we do now. <laughs> we Thanks, can't, Rob. Can't unknow it. So I have to say all that when I tell someone to take a powder. Right. Oh, yeah. This is where it came from. Okay. It's from like doctors did this to give you a little coat, make you shit your pants and, <laughs> you know, whatever. Get out so of here. Roll out of the ring. Yeah. Laxative, laxative, you know, whatever. Uh, Jeremy's got a quick question for you, Sid. What two teams from both the AFC and NFC do you think will make the Super Bowl? For sure, Kansas City. You know, I already picked Kansas City to win the Super Bowl. Um, not sure about the other team. I'll tell you, I've said this before. NFL is just really hard to predict. I, I like predicting players. I haven't said this yet, and I've been meaning to. Alabama would, will win the national championship. That's my favorite team. It's hard for me to, to bet on them, but they've, win, they've won every week, beat the spread every week. So I, they're going to win the national championship. There's your national champion, everyone, Alabama. Um, it's hard for me to say that because it's hard for me to – pick my favorite teams on something so but i've waited this long to say it but i feel pretty confident okay i wrote it down we'll see what happens right oh look at this Lori says uh i actually had sid's millennium man vhs tape back in the day it was great okay so, thanks Lori. Lori has seen it um rob did you put out too that we was going uh, of course uh, i don't know if everyone knows this or not we're supposed to have a magician on tonight the guy canceled on us because he got sick, got some kind of virus over Zoom via conference call with Dr. Stevel. Um, well, but uh, got some virus called stupid. But um, you catch that from Dr. Stevel. You catch it. You catch it. Just look at just hearing his name. But uh, I caught it twice already just thinking his name. But no. Um, but no. Uh, we're looking for anyone who wants to get back on the show and be a guest if they got something good to talk about, you know. Um, the magician was going to be nice. To, that was going to be like a Christmas to everyone, my Christmas present to everyone. So, now, to know. my knowledge, he's still supposed to be good for next week. It was technical issues, you know, the virus got into his computer. So, <clears throat> yeah, it sounds like a wrestling story <laughs> gone viral. He took a powder. 
I don't know. I took a powder, man. Hey. Uh, Bobby asks, did uh, did Sid have to change up his power bombs when they outlawed it on Kevin Nash? No, I don't remember them outlawing on Kevin Nash, but no, I did not. Hmm. Well, here's Rory. He says, I'm coming over from the UK for Mania 38, which will be my first at age 48. So what are the chances you could be in the WWE Hall of Fame? As a big fan of yours for 34 years, it would be awesome. Thanks for everything, Sid. I don't know, Rory. Um, I really don't know, but uh, I don't know if anyone's going to be at WrestleMania anything at that time with this virus. I hope they will be. Me too. Um, but the, um, but they've said, you know, again, 30, 60, 90 days is going to be the worst we've seen. So that's January, February, March. You know, it's going to be right there. The vaccines aren't supposed to be out really good till after that. So I don't know if there'll be another WrestleMania. I think they might miss WrestleMania again this year, unfortunately. Yes, a couple of friends of mine, we were talking about cons and all those events. And yeah, it does look like at least the first half of the year, probably a no-go. Yeah. Isn't that weird, everyone? Think about that, man. Think about that. We're just... We're stuck here on this Zoom with Rob and you people there at home, man. Isn't it crazy? I, I went shopping this past Friday, the last couple of days, looked for my grandson something and uh, a few family members that really don't deserve anything, but I'm getting them something anyway. But um, I know, Rob, not you, so I don't even think about it. Oh. So uh, not even a Christmas card. So um, uh, And Rob did get me something for my birthday, everyone. He got me a pack of Omaha steaks and hamburger patties. By the way, Rob, had a couple of those hamburger patties Friday. They were great. Remind me of the, as a kid, though, hamburgers used to get there in a little place in Louise, Mississippi at the old dairy bar. I'm not kidding. It was really good. Really thought of it. Thanks a lot, Rob. Thank you. But, um, but no, um, what was I saying before I went to that? Oh, I don't know. I just forgot what I was saying. Anything, so. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, you just quit. I forgot. <laughs> Uh, let me see here. Um, Andy said, I can talk about the live wrestling I saw in my hometown last night. Someone kept doing gimmick infringement on Sid as he kept asking, who's the man? We all know Sid's the man. Where, where's your hometown, Andy? Yeah. Tell us. He told me. Oh, my gosh. I'm having a brain fart. I can't remember where he told me. I like small town wrestling, man. It's fun to go to. Uh, Jeff here says, I've got the Lions to win the Super Bowl, but I also believe CM Punk is coming back, LOL. <laughs> yeah, forget that. Neither, neither one of those is going to happen. I, I don't know about CM Punk, but not the Lions, everyone. I got Kansas City and just forget about any other team that's there. You know, that's it's not going to happen. Yep. He says, on that topic, have you, Robert Sid, ever met Punk? And what are your thoughts on him still being so over with the fans? You know what? I've never met him. I've seen him on TV. I saw him when he did that 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 horrible attempt to be a UFC fighter who just got beat up time after time. Um, I honestly don't see, you know, what people why they think he's so popular. Um, of course, I, if I can't remember right, when he thought he was really popular, I think there was other people pretty popular too. Um, I don't remember really honestly that much about him. But he's not that popular. Uh, to me, he wasn't. Uh, and I don't know why he's got such popularity. Well, why people say, why even they say that, you know? 
I think it might be from the uh, the. Um, oh my God! When he went, when he shot right on the WWE ramp, I can't remember what do they call that—the powder keg or something like that. Yeah. When he just went full shoot, and uh, they ended up cutting the mic. It made him seem more real and more genuine. I think people had I kind of appreciated that. Oh yeah, that maybe is, I I didn't even know that. So yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. But it's funny how one little thing like that, and it's really not that big of a deal, makes the fans. That's what really shocks me about the wrestling fans. That one little thing's like, well, you remember that one time he said five words on his own? He's like, God to me, shut up. It doesn't work like that. Um, but no, I I can I can see that. But no, I don't understand it. But um, no, I don't see why he's over like people think he is. If he was, he'd be selling out everywhere. Uh, that's not happening, right? Mm-hmm. So that to me is over. When you're over, when you're selling out everywhere you go, no matter what's going on, then you're over. And he's never done that, and no one can say that he did. So he never really got over. I just saw one, and it flashed by. I'm just trying to find Oh, here we go. Never asked. I heard Sid broke Nash's elbow with a power bomb. Is that true? No, I think it did uh, do like a sw- and ruptured the bursa sack in it, which happens to all our elbows at one time. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was he got up, he got up, came down wrong or something. He was scared. And then Andy puts in here too. Nothing but respect, Sid. Before I say this, Sid may have broken his leg one time, but how many times has Nash tore his quad just walking? I know that that's not nice to say, but you're right, Andy. It is pretty funny how he does that all the time. Uh, I know think the last time he did it, it was uh, when they were in TNA and Scott Hall was in. He was just doing the Scott Hall little jig, you know, and that vibration from the ring tore Kevin's quad. It's not funny, but it no, is no. Sort of funny. it's crazy how it can happen. Because the one big one that I remember is when uh, Royal Rumble with, I think it was Batista and Cena. And he had Vince had to go out to the ring and he was going into the ring and snap both. So he did the entire segment sitting in the ring with everybody staring down at him. Who Vince did? Yeah, he tore both quads oh, getting wow. into the ring. <laughs> Are you kidding? No, that's an actual thing. I'll I'll find a picture to show you. Well, that's because he's so brittle from all the growth hormone and steroids. No, I don't know. It just I don't know, maybe overtrained or something that day. Uh, John Murray said, and we've, we've talked about this before. What are your thoughts on Jim Cornette? He's, he's a guy has got a lot of passion for the business. Maybe passion goes in the wrong direction sometimes, but you got to say, he does have a lot of passion. Um, this off of Jim Cornette for a second. What about my hair? Is it long? What about your hair? Yeah, is it long? Just getting off Jim Cornette. Oh, wait, no, I've got something for that. Oh, do you? Yeah, Cheryl says happy birthday in advance, Sid. By the way, I like your hair. Oh, thanks, Cheryl. <laughs> I saw that one flash by, and it's like I gotta find that one. That I haven't co- I haven't cut my hair since COVID, everyone. Here's another good one, and and I I agree with Philip a little bit. How did you not laugh when Shockmaster made that entrance? You know, I knew you knew it was going to happen. So how was there not a chuckle? There probably was. I think there was a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, but again, I called it, you know, six hours before. Um, but again, think about that, that one little two by four, just that much. Of, you know, they say football is a game of inches. When well, wrestling business, sometimes your career is just 
<laughs> the game of inches, and that's what happened. He fell. His career was over. 30 years later, we're talking about it still. Yep. Two inches by four inches. <laughs> yeah, two inches by four inches. Yeah, but uh, it's hard. Nice guy, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Daniel said, I found a screenshot of a picture of the SummerSlam. I'll send it to you later. Definitely. Shoot it on to us. You're trying to call me a liar, David? I said it didn't happen, <laughs> God damn it! Excuse me, children. <laughs> oh, there we go. Jeffrey did it. The pipe bomb. That was what CM Punk did. That's what they called it, the pipe bomb. The pipe bomb. Yes. He just, it was like four or five minutes straight, and he was ripping on everybody. I wonder if they beat him up when he got back in the locker room or anything. I've never heard any stories after that. <laughs> wow. Um, Yvonne here, he says, uh, what did you enjoy about winning a world championship in any of the wrestling promotions you work for WWF, WCW, and what did it feel like winning for your first time in your career, Sid? Well, um, Yvonne, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, the first time I've, I've, I've told everyone is where Halloween havoc when I won for less than five minutes, uh, and didn't know that I was going to lose it in less than five minutes. So that was like the biggest surprise and um, the weirdest moment of my life. So maybe that would be the answer. Uh, Daniel's got one. Did Sid ever work with uh, Ludwig Borga or Nails? And what were they like? Also, did Nails really hit Vince? You know what? I never uh, worked with Nails. Nails did come in one time to be my partner. It's a weird story. Uh, somehow Danny Spivey had got lost. Um, the story was he told Kevin Sullivan and that he was going to take off just to get, take a break and no one saw, saw him for a while. So, uh, they, everybody, the rumor was that Danny had gone to Japan, wasn't coming back. So they brought in nails, which is Kevin Kelly, I think is his name. And, um, the night of the center stage, they brought him in. Danny showed up and, um, um, you know, you know, stayed as my partner. On that, uh, I remember remember him as nails, but I don't remember the. And I think I was there when it happened. Um, I think Vince was crying a lot. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, his whole family—they were just all crying. Uh, but no, uh, Ludwig Borbid, uh, where his name? No, I never had a chance to work with him. And I'll be honest with you, not, nothing against him or anything. Just watching him work, it was pretty tough to watch. Remember, remember one time watching him and Scott Steiner working. It was really tough to watch, and uh, not that you know, any match was tough. Was Scott was tough to watch, but um, just kidding, not all, but no, some of them were. But um, again, uh, now I have it, and can't say that I would have looked forward to it. Eric Smith asks, "Did Sid ever party with Marty Janetti? Not party. Like we he, we made some trips together where he was." Drink a lot of that um, Icro Pro stuff that Vince had got, you know, for his bodybuilding stuff and couldn't get rid of. And man, he farted so much and it smelled so bad. Uh, you know, ugh. So I saw Marty not long ago on a year or so ago on a trip over in England. Um, I like Marty a lot. I hope he's doing well. Excellent. Here's JD. Said, Sid, what was your take on the Black Scorpion sting angle back in 90 in WCW? I thought it was okay at first and everything, but, you know, I, I think everyone knows what happened at the end is 
you know, they were getting rid of Oli. So Oli tried to mess it up so bad that no one knew what to do with it. And that's exactly what happened. No one did know what to do with it. Uh, some people thought it actually was a pretty good angle. Um, but again, when people are what we call bookers, you know, when they're in charge, especially back in those days when someone, okay, I'm fixing to lose my job, they're not going to keep it set up and, and keep it so – they'll mess it up so bad the next person's going to have a long time fixing it, you know, unfortunately. Was there a lot of that sabotage that went on like that if people were moving from one place to another? Yeah, you know, like sometimes I say it's sabotage, I think, too. You know, you know even though Oli was uh, – I, I always say Oli was a good booker and I always enjoyed working for him, but he wasn't a great booker. He never had any, you know, he had some success. I, the, the houses, the numbers came up a little bit, but the, then they'd always come right back down. He wasn't always, he was never able to sustain it. And that to me is, you know, like not a true sign of knowing what you're doing, but uh, he had spurts of it. But um, no, uh, what was the question? I forget now. Did people sabotage things every once? Yeah, so but I don't think again. I don't think it's so much sabotage, Rob. I think what happens is when people already are making bad decisions and they know they're about to lose their job, it didn't take a lot to make it look like sabotage. Uh, yeah, that's true too. That is sabotage. True. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey has something here. He goes, uh, "I have a friend who works up in London, Ontario, with Smash Wrestling. Uh, the rest he wrestles as Alec Realm. If you want to check out his footage." He and many indie wrestlers are feeling pretty down in the bumps this year with not being able to work. Do you have any thoughts or words of encouragement for the sisters and brothers that keep the grassroots wrestling scene alive? You know, uh, honestly, I think about them all the time. You know, again, to me, this is where we start. It's where I started in the grassroots up in Malden, Missouri, and all these little small shows that I was able to go to just get my my experience. And we got to have those places. And we already started losing those places before COVID-19, everyone, because the wrestling has gotten just so condensed. Uh, just a few wrestling schools that WWE runs, and that's it. Uh, so it was already horribly in bad shape. So I hope, like everything, when this thing is over with, it, like I, I'd like to think once we all feel safe that everything will come back. Uh, if, if what we hear is true, that it's going to be somewhat through uh, March – uh, April, May, June, something like that. Uh, then we get the vaccine. People start feeling safe. You know, the wrestling business and independent promotions promotions usually pick up and do a lot, but lot better through uh, September, October, November, December, January, February, uh, on into March. That's how wrestling sort of picks it back up. So maybe it'll it'll sort of just fall in place. If it does, I can see everything coming back one day. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of people are going to miss out on a lot of their career right now. A lot of people that say started off aren't going to be able to find places to keep going. They'll just sort of fizzle out. The people who are sort of at the end of their careers go to these independent things like myself. Uh, we'll miss out on a lot too. So, no, I don't know what we're going to do other than just keep, you know, just do what you can. Uh, keep your, th you know, your career going, your dream going. You know, uh, you just have to change your sight, your goal, what it is, and say it's going to take a little longer. You yeah, know, a little detour. Right. Uh, oh, Philip has some info. Marty Janetti is recovering from a recent ankle surgery. Man, I'm so glad to hear he got that because that was one thing I was really worried about. When I, the last few, last two or three 
times I saw him at autograph signing stuff that he was he couldn't get around. So that is so good to hear he finally got that surgery. Good. Uh, Joshua here says, met Sid in Manchester, super cool, had loads of time for the fans. Does he like the UK and what were his tours like uh, to the UK back when he was wrestling? Um, hated the UK. I'm just kidding. No, um, no, uh, they were fun. It's just, it seemed like the, uh, except for like, uh, love the Royal Albert Hall, uh, have a lot of good memories there. Um, some of the venues were, you know, a little lack of what I'd like to have seen, but for the most part, the UK was a lot of fun. And it was like, we were like the Beatles too, coming to the UK. We were really popular, a lot more popular than we are here in the States. So. That was always a lot of fun. It was just the downside of being away from home. Okay. Joel and Yvonne have similar questions. Uh, Joel said, Sid, who was your favorite wrestler to work with? And Yvonne says, which talent did you enjoy working with the most in your wrestling career? Um, probably the most person I enjoyed working with the most was myself. You know, I was probably the most over, the easiest to get along with. Um you know, uh, had the most personality, um, you know, uh, the most liked, uh, most popular, most likely to succeed, um, funny. You In know, that so I, of wrestlers you're talking about, yeah, you would be. Yeah, so there I go. There I go. <laughs> uh, Luke here says, I would love to see you in a coaching role in AEW. Luke, uh, kiss my ass. A coaching <laughs> role? And AEW, uh, thanks, Luke, for signing me up for like the stupidest job in the world. Uh, unfriend yourself and get back with us in six months when AEW is fucking closed. Excuse me. <laughs> when they shut the doors on AEW, you little jerk. Let's I'm working see. out at five in the morning to be a coach at AEW. <laughs> so TJ said, do you and Jake the Snake and Hulk Hogan and the old wrestlers still hang out? No. I never hung out with either of those guys. Hogan always was too cool to hang out. He's always in his bedroom doing uh, drugs. Just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know what he was doing. Um, now, Jake, no one hung out with him because, he, again, he would just, you know, get to the airport, get a cab, go get crack, come to the building, take a shower, drive off with his Zubas, the clothes he was wearing, go to the cab, get more crack, and just rinse, uh, soap, cycle, rinse, whatever, repeat. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here's he's a- doing it now. That's why he's dressed like a Christmas ball the other night. <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with that dude, man. He's always going festive. All foaming at the mouth, you know. And when they asked him to talk, he's like freeze frame. <laughs> this is video, not picture. Yeah, really, man. Uh Andy said, Did you ever get fed up of being famous? You know, honestly, I never really thought of being myself of being famous. So um, I always usually made fun of it. You know, like someone say you're famous. I do like I'm doing that. act like I'm not. And it really was a uh, probably a defense mechanism because I just never thought of myself being famous, you know. So I was like, me, famous? No, man. Uh, here's another one from Daniel. Does Sid remember his 92 Battle Royal win? How did the other wrestlers react to that as Hogan, Flair, and Taker were in that Battle Royal? 92. Man, I don't remember that either. Um, I'm trying to remember what year the one was where Hogan grabbed your arm. Was that 92? Yeah, that was, that, 
That might have been. Now I got to look it up. <laughs> really, thanks, Daniel. Mess up our whole podcast tonight. Right? Making me do research here. Really, man. Just trying to, you know, do a podcast, have a little supper, cornbread, a few beans, slice of onion. I'm not asking for much, Daniel. I didn't need to do an essay tonight on my history of my life. <laughs> you know? Uh, I just yeah. said I wasn't famous. Daniel, you want from February 92, the Battle Royal at MSG. That was the one. Was it? Yep. I forgot. I thought that was 91 for some reason. But yeah. No, when I pulled him over the rope, it wasn't MSG. It was at New Albany. No, this is the one where you eliminated Hogan, and then he grabs your arm so that Flair could eliminate you. Yeah, but that was in New Albany, Rob. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was in MSG. That much I do know. Yeah. That's not 92, when, uh, January 19th, 1992 at the Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. Yeah. Get your facts right, man. If you're going to bug me and mess up my whole life, do it right, whoever Daniel, whatever your name is. Oh, okay. He's talking about a different one because he said, no, Sid won this battle royal. Well, the battle royal, I think he's talking about, wasn't televised, wasn't a pay-per-view, wasn't the Madison Square Garden, is where I ended up hitting Hogan over the head with uh, Dr. Whippleman's medical bag. And I, instead of over the top rope, I rolled him under the bottom rope. And the place went crazy. They never seen a, like a finish like that before, you know, because they had me just throwing him over the top rope. I said, no, let me cheat. So I hit him in the back of the head with that doctor's bag and rode him out of the bottom rope and they went nuts. So um, we were it was the, uh, afternoon show that did that all the time at the gardens. And so we did that. And then we, um, we were parked outside. I remember going out there waiting on get picked up and the people surrounding me going, you jerk. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I was, I was scared. I really was. I was like, well, I was going, you guys know that this is fake, right? <laughs> you know, I was afraid they were going to beat me up. I said, like, come on, guys. It's, it's showbiz. Come on, stop. You know? Let's see. This has got to be the screenshot from it, I'm guessing. Right there. Boom. Good screenshot. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be um, there at the gardens. There we go. Okay. And Joel, uh, actually, Sid's had this question before. Let's see how he answers it this time. Sid, do you think about starting your own wrestling promotion and wrestling school? It would be awesome. <clears throat> um, no. Uh, a lot of people have tried that. So many people have tried that. It just doesn't work. Um it's so hard to get anyone through wrestling school. Uh, you have to have a promotion to make a wrestling school successful. It's hard to make them both go. We see wrestling promotions. I'd never put any of my money into something like that anyway. Um, a few times I've tried to hit. Did I see Andy just pop back up there? Yeah, I was trying to get, get out, Andy. <laughs> I said, unfriend yourself tonight. Uh, did he get himself back in this quick? How does this stuff work? He's fast. I won't get myself kicked off Facebook. Just get Andy off the show. How's that going? How's that going to happen, everyone? Help, everyone help me get kicked off, okay? Do right? something crazy. Send me a picture of Joe Biden kissing yourself. I don't know, kissing someone. But, uh, no, um, I forget what we're talking about. I've got a brain fart tonight. 
Oh, it, it was that uh, picture that I put up. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a good picture. Yeah, sure. There we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. Okay. Actually, here's a good one. And this is what Andy said. I remember that tag match with you and Hogan and you yelling at the crowd as they booed you saying music to my ears on a Saturday night's main event when you left Hogan to fend for himself mid-match. <clears throat> yeah, I remember that too, Andy, just like it was yesterday. <laughs> I got back to the dress room and when I realized what I did, I broke down on my knees and started crying like a baby. It was in Texas. I'll never forget that. Thanks for bringing that up, Andy. The only time I cried in front of the boys. Uh, Eric. Well, I'm having it. Go ahead. <laughs> you no, know, you're in good form. I love it. These people are really hitting some just some of the lowest times of my life. How do they figure? This was supposed to be my birthday, everyone. <laughs> this was supposed to be the night to tear me down. I know what you're saying. See, we got to tear you down where you can build yourself back up. I got three days to do. Oh, it's the thirteenth. I forgot about that. It just hit me. I'm superstitious as hell, too. That's what it is. Everybody's trying to pick on me. And Andy, you've been up on my screen on the old internet letter here fifteen times tonight. What does it say? I feel. I feel the love, Sid. <laughs> oh, thanks, Andy. I needed that. Keep yourself on for a while. Eric says, Sid, what was what is the worst promo you've been a part of? Wow, man, man. Did you not hear me get on that guy on the Skype show one night asking me that stupid question? Um, it was that one that uh, Vince Russo wrote for me in my home state, Little Rock, Arkansas. It was something like, you know, do you think I am the half a man you was or something, whatever it was. It was that. So there you go, Eric. Uh, I, can't it get any worse than this tonight, okay? Um, <laughs> unless someone in my immediate family has died and I didn't know about it. Wait, it's um, coming up now. Yeah, it's coming up right now. Right. Oh, yeah, Victor here. He points out the block button. There is a block button. Okay, I need that, man. Yeah. Um. Oh, here we go. Andrew here. He. This is a different Andrew. He says, "Happy birthday, Sid. What's it like to be a grandfather and enjoy the family time now rather than be on the road?" It is really nice to be a grandfather, man. It really has been. Um, if anyone sees the Instagram, I, I got a picture of me and the kid at church. You know, we do a lot of cool stuff. He goes out riding in the Bronco with me. It's a little cold to do that right now. Um, but it's really nice being a grandfather. Unfortunately, this time of year right now with the COVID the way it is, we're not really seeing a lot of any of us are seeing each other. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, at Thanksgiving, you know, I took that Thanksgiving meal to that lady. I know, you know, we're talking through a screen door. My mother-in-law right now is really, really ill. She's not able to see anybody or the grandbaby. So, um with things like it are right now, it's, it's not really a great time for family. And so, so I'm missing a little bit right now. But luckily we're doing this now. So then we can spend more time later. Right. You know, I'm doing the same thing. This is where I live is in my basement. Yeah. That's why I'm having so many podcasts, people. I miss y'all. <laughs> yep. I want someone to talk to. Well, Andy came back. <laughs> oh, and he said, I only roast the ones I like. You're no exception. Would you like me to pick on Rob for you? <laughs> there you go, Andy. Thank you. Change up targets. Uh, let me see. Joel Bateman here says, I want to be a professional wrestler. I'm looking for someone to train me. Any suggestions? I live in Ohio. Yeah, just uh, take the MARTA or the 
uh, air train or that train from there to here every week. And I'll, we'll sit in my garage and we'll talk about it and send you back home the next day. And we'll do that for about six months till. How old are you, Joel, by the way? We'll wait for that information. Yeah, wait, let us know, Joel. That has a lot to do with your training. Yeah. Um, what you should not should do or not do. Uh, Philip's got a question in the meantime here. How long did you do the bodybuilding shows for? I only did one bodybuilding show, but I trained as if I was a bodybuilder probably my whole life. Um, but it really is a tough deal doing a bodybuilding deal a show, man. It's uh, it's it's all diet. A lot of the working out part you already got or you don't have it. It's just getting your body down to see the muscle really what it mounts to. But uh, it was a, it was interesting. You know, I I learned a lot more about diet than I thought I knew. I learned a lot more so. It was that aspect of it. I think you knew quite a bit before, too, so that's impressive. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. But, man, to really get down to do those little fine, magical little deals, it's a little, it's a science to it. Uh, oh, even the fans are getting involved. Bobby Brown here says, take a break, Andy. <laughs> Thanks, Bobby. <laughs> take a break. You jerk. Oh, Joel's back. 53. 53. Okay, Joel. Um, Wow, let's let, let's let Internet Sid break the news to you. Oh, it's not going to happen, Joel. <laughs> okay, uh, save your money. If anybody should rip you off, it should be me. <laughs> uh, but I wouldn't even do that. So don't, no, don't give your money to anyone. Um, save it. Just buy pay per views. Um, don't even do that. Save your money. Go to Tasty Freeze when it opens. Because Sid will be the first guy to tell you it's hard to get hard to do this show business fit and young right it is man 53 joe it's a good dream to have but no you never say you know now i had a friend of mine um now his he, he said to himself you know i'm, I'm never going to do this i'm never going to make the big time but i do want to do it independent so if you have that dream you, that's something obtainable now what this guy did i introduced him to a guy i really don't like i wouldn't even say his name because he's in jail right now for something on the internet with pedophile stuff. Um, I'll say his name, Ken Wayne. Um, I hate that guy anyway. But I knew he was actually, I knew he trained people really well. So I sent Kevin Bronner or Stumpy, or I gave him the ring name is Buzzkill. Um, but um, to go there, because I knew at least he really come out knowing how to do the basics. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? All the little wrestling moves and stuff like that. And I just... You know, you have to have a ring. You have so much repetitions to do all that. But he came out really good, you know, trained really well where he could go places and independent stuff. And he did that for a few years. He actually uh, broke his leg almost identical the way I broke mine, and he, he got out of it. So that's what I'm saying, Joel. That could happen to you too. But, no, if you wanted to, um, say, even do it independently in independent wrestling organizations, find yourself a place that you can, you know, get trained on someone that again, just teach you the basics without taking all your money and um, go that route. Once you start training, you'll know if your body can take it. Yeah. I, I'll be honest with you, man. I've seen some guys that are really tough people, man, you know, in their late twenties, early thirties that after a couple of sessions, it was like, man, I, I'm nah, that's not for me. And Joel said, okay, said, thanks. Okay, Joel. That's good. Okay, let's go. Uh, oh, here, Andy's got a good thing. Joel could be a manager, possibly, or commentary. 
Yeah, he could, Andy. Keep you just mind your own business. <laughs> okay, there's something for Andy to do too. Yeah, exactly. Get, take a business class and mind your own. Because that's what I ended up doing. I did the training, but then I went into ring announcing. Did you? Yep. You and told I, me that. Yeah. And I, I like that a lot better. Less painful. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's grab one more. Here's the last one here. Uh, happy Sunday, Sid and Rob. Sean from London, UK. Sid, any great memories of British Bulldog? Also, what's your true opinion of Triple H? I think Hunter lives up to his name. He lives and breathes the game. Uh, Hunter's a good guy. Uh, you know, uh, I've said it before, he could have really taken advantage of his position, position, you know, being the owner's husband or wife or son-in-law, whatever he is. He never did that. Um, so that says he's pretty smart as well. Uh, British Bulldog, just, just so many memories with Davey Boy. Uh, just funny, always in the locker room. I do remember this. He hated for anyone to pull his hair really too hard. He did hate that. But um, just a really funny guy. Um, you know, that whole family, the, the hearts, him, his wife, all their children all the time at the arenas. I remember when the families would all get together in Calgary when Stu would show up. Just a real family affair deal. And that's what I think about the Hearts and British Bulldog and that whole group of folks. Jim Nightheart and all of them. Just a really good group of people. Nice. Uh, Joel, if you're listening, shoot me an email at info at viciouscirclepod.com. I'd like to get some more info from you, buddy. Um, But, yeah, there we go. So any last words, Sid? Really, uh, I think it's almost like last time, you know, I, I'll tell you when I started working out this week, I do have a mask on. Um, you know, we do have to live our lives. I, I do feel good about being back in the gym. I do feel like not being in the gym, <clears throat> I was, you know, sort of not becoming a person anymore. We do have to live our lives a little bit. So I'm not, I'm, I am going to take a little shots of me at the gym. I might do something funny for the show the people next week too. Uh, at me at the gym, I'm, you know, might do a little, I don't know, a little short video or something, but, um, but I am, I, I'm wearing a mask. Um, we do know again that this thing's getting worse. Vaccine is still, it's here. We should, people should start taking it tomorrow or the next day. Um, uh, we just have to stay safe right now, um, for the long haul. And, um, um, and then two, if anyone's interested in being on the show, throw us a, um, a shout out on our Facebook page. Uh, oh, by the way, real quick, I know for Eric out there at Sacramento, I saw on the window the other day at McDonald's, it's, uh, the big rib is back. I know he's happy to hear that. I'm going to get that out real quick. But no, let's just, um, we're going to keep doing the wrestling thing. We'll we'll tune back in Thursday to see what what we all think about wrestling. There's really all we got to do right now. Uh, I'll have something, I'll have some new, at least one new song or two songs for Thursday uh, evening podcast and everybody just have a good time. Um, let's all think about Christmas. Um, and this, maybe that's something we can think about too. This next show, um, Thursday and next Sunday as well. Let's think of some Christmas stories or what everybody, everyone's wanting for Christmas. So that's, that's something too. What does everyone really want for Christmas this year? So let, let's have that be a topic next week as well. I like that. Now I someone like did send us a picture of Biden kissing somebody. Oh, really? <laughs> that's from all right Peter. man <laughs> hey okay good deal well yeah. everyone out there in podcast world listen to the vicious circle we appreciate you we'll see you here next time 
come back and see us. It's Vicious Circle Podcast. Actually, could we get you to end it this way? Someone just sure. asked, can I get Sid to say his line? I am the man that rules the world. Sure, everyone. Thanks for listening tonight, Sid Vicious Podcast. You're listening to Sid Vicious, and I am the master, and I am the ruler of the world. You've been listening to the Vicious Circle Podcast. Your host, Sid Udi, co-host Rob Bellamy. Additional research by Pete Marsh. The Vicious Circle Podcast is produced by Two Cousin Road Trip Productions, a division of JX3 Media Productions. The intro music is Unleash the Giants by Cemetery Spawn, and the outro music is Digging Space by Mike Trebleclaw.